Alrighty. That is the start of our very first podcast, as I set those down very noisily. Uh, welcome to the Dump and Chase podcast. Um, this is a podcast that, well, first of all, my name's Noah, his name's Ben. Um, my name is not Dump and his name is not Chase, but as much as we wish that were the, the case probably for you, because you'd think that'd be really funny. That's not our names. My name's Noah, his name's Ben, and we decided that we'd start a podcast about hockey because those are two things that, two things? One thing that we, uh, that we have in common a lot that we really like to uh, discuss all the time. Some people mm-hmm. get annoyed about how much we talk about hockey, so we figured let's talk about hockey for like an hour for a podcast and put it out to you guys who might actually enjoy it. So with that being said, we join you. We start this right around the time when the playoffs have started. They started what a few days ago? Uh, about a about a week ago. About a Just week ago. A week. Okay. Um, and the uh, we're underway now. Some of the series have played two, even maybe three games. Yeah, some four as well. Some four. Okay. Um, I haven't been keeping that close of an eye. Maybe I should be. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the uh, playoffs have already started, so we got a bit of a late jump on it. But uh, here we are, nonetheless. So today, I mean, you did most of the planning, not me, about what we're going to talk about, but I think we're going to go over some of the series and see how they see how they look and uh, what, what we think might happen uh, during those series. Um, there's really not going to be a ton of structure to these podcasts from week to week. It'll just be whatever we really want to talk about. Even if it's not NHL related, we'll still talk about it because it's hockey, because that's what we love is hockey. <laughs> Duh. Um, that's kind of what we do. <laughs> But, um, yeah, and anything you want to add to that or no? No, I think that's good. Let's get started. Okay, well, actually, another thing I want to add to that is I'm not a Penguins fan. He is not a Capitals fan, <laughs> ironically. These are, these are like, some of our favorite jerseys that we just decided to wear. Mine's a, mine's a Lemieux jersey. Um, I'm the only other player that can be in the, in the GOAT conversation with Gretzky, in my opinion, <laughs> but we'll get to that on another episode. Um, and I'm a Flames fan, and he's an Oilers fan, so... That's kind of uh, been the fuel of some of our conversations for a few years. <laughs> um, by the way, just so you know, we've we've known each other since we were born. Our families were friends even before we were born. So that kind of already set the stage there. So, and we've we've had many many years of of uh, arguing, bickering back and forth about whose team is better. Yeah, mostly because the Oilers are better, but you guys uh-huh, can make that uh-huh. decision for yourselves. But. Let's Funny get man. started here. You're just bitter about having sucked for so many years. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I can't do much of the smack talking because my team's not even in the playoffs. But, you know, if the divisions were different, if they were what they had been in the, the last year. We'd be seeing Battle of Alberta Battle right of Alberta. Now. And who wouldn't want to see that, honestly? So, you know. Oh, and another thing about this podcast that I should mention that we don't want to do is talk about politics. Um, <laughs> if they involve hockey, we will talk about them. Like if it has to do with travel restrictions, going back and forth and that sort of thing, we'll talk about it. But for the sake of our listeners, um, you guys, we're not going to talk about politics. And when I say we, I mean me, because I could rant forever about it, but we're not going to do that because that will lose listeners just like that. So let me just check that I started a timer. I bet you I didn't, but that's a-okay. We're just going to guess. Um, yeah, about that. So do we just want to get started, jump right into our first series? Yeah, let's jump right in with Boston, Washington, um, representing Washington right now. Actually, not even cheering for them in this series. I'm cheering for Boston. But, um, Is that what you have in your bracket? 
Yeah, that's what I got in my bracket. Um, and yeah, let's start off with some start each series off with a prediction. Um, and for me, I right from the start, I predicted Boston to win this series. I thought it was going to go seven games, but honestly, seeing how this is going, I'm thinking this is a, more likely that this is going to go six games now. Boston has had complete control of the series, and um, yeah, they've the overtimes have been great to watch, but Boston yeah. has had um, had a lot of control in this series. So I'm going Boston in six. I think Boston has a very high chance at winning this series. Will you? Yeah, I mean, prior to this series, I would have really liked to have said um, Washington in seven because I've never been a huge Boston fan. I mean, I was kind of kind of rooting for them when they got a Ginla there right towards the end of his career, but uh, then uh, that didn't really work out. So, um, not a Boston fan. Um, not <laughs> not a Marchand fan either, <laughs> as I'm sure that would come as a shock to nobody. It would be more of a shock if I did like him. I mean, I don't mind him. But. You don't mind <laughs> Also, um, yeah, I mean, I like the Capitals. I mean, of course, there's Tom Wilson. I think he's just funny. I mean, there's there's a whole a whole can of worms to open there with Tom Wilson, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't hate him as much as everyone else does. So my heart would want to say Washington, but uh, I know I pretty much could, could tell you that Boston's going to win this series. But... Uh, I mean, I wish Washington would win. I mean, I think that'd be great, but yeah, that's just what I think. I mean, yeah. Yeah, a large storyline here is the goalie situation for Washington as they've yes. um, lost Vanacek in game one um, with an injury and then had Anderson come in. He played average. He didn't play terrible. Um, he has good playoff experience and, and all that, but... Um, then he went out with maintenance, and since then Samsonov has come back, but he has been very average himself. Mm-hmm. And that miscommunication with Schultz and in overtime in Game Three, and then Game Four he allowed four goals. I didn't watch that game. What happened there? Um, the puck got dumped in, and um, Samsonov went behind the net mm. to um, to play the puck, and then Schultz. His best Mike Smith impression. Yep. Pretty yep. much, but um, but failed miserably, and um, he went there, and then Schultz followed him, and both guys thought the other were going to get the puck, and they kind of just left it there, and then oh. a Bruins player, can't remember who, um, swooped around the net and just tucked it in on the tucked it, <sighs> tucked it in behind. And that's Part- how they lost the game in double overtime. <laughs> Part of me was hoping you were going to say that they collided. I thought that'd be really funny. I probably would have seen it all over Instagram if that had happened, but yeah. I didn't. So. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that, but uh, that's kind of unfortunate. Which game was that? That was game three. Game three, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's a bit of a bit of an interesting yeah. storyline there to follow, but we'll see how that one plays out. Probably similar to what we have <laughs> sort of said here. I mean, it'd be impressive if Washington came back and won, but hey, I'm always up for an upset like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and the overtimes have been great to watch. Three of the four games have been um, what have been decided in overtime. And actually, interestingly enough, um, Marshand um, scored one of the overtime winners, I believe, in game two. 
Um, and with that, he scored 39 seconds into overtime, and he beat yeah. Bobby Orr's yeah. record for fastest overtime goal, which that. was 40 seconds, and he beat it with a 39-second goal. Right. So he has, now has the record for Boston Bruins' fastest OT goal. Yeah, wasn't that uh, wasn't the Bobby Orr goal the, the famous one? Yeah, it yeah was the, the, famous the, flame, one. the flying through the air The goal. flying, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's that's so, that's pretty pretty significant there, yeah. then. It's a, it's a pretty big goal that Marchand just yeah. beat. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, I'm sure as that happened, the entire, almost the entire NHL fan base stood up and collectively booed. I'm Except sure. For me. Except for you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind it though. I thought it was, thought it was a pretty nice goal, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, what's, what's more there to say about that? That's impressive, right? Yeah. And what about that Orlov hit too? The Orlov hit. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to have to watch that again real quick to give a further analysis. But uh, before I say anything that I'm going to regret... Here it is. Watching it now. What do you think about it? Go ahead. Um, watching it, I watched it the first time, and I was like, "Man, that's not even a penalty." It looked clean to me. It looked, it, it was right. It was right to the chest. It wasn't charging. He had. He kind of glided into the hit. Okay, um, I see it. Yeah. I definitely do not think he deserved a double minor. Like he got a double minor for that. Don't think he should have gotten a double minor. Um, it's debatable, honestly. I think for the. For a double minor, but no way should it be a suspension. Yeah, no suspension, no fine. He did leave, I, his, I don't he think did he leave his feet, so yeah. that's definitely worth a penalty. Yeah. At yeah. least two minutes. A two-minute penalty, I think, would have been fine with that just because he left his feet, because leaving his feet. Um, and it was a double minor on the play, yes? Yeah, it was a double okay. minor. Okay. It was a major on the play, actually, and then they reviewed oh. it and reduced it to a double okay. minor. Okay, because if, if it had been a no-call, that would have been, been something else there. It was yeah. definitely worth a call, no doubt. Um, yeah. No. Goes hand in fist with other big hits in that series. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's you had the boss. Oh yeah. Um, that that Tom Wilson hit on Curtis Lazar. <laughs> I don't know if if you all saw that. If you didn't see that, please go look it up right now. It's a wonderful hit. Um, it's a very clean hit. Uh, honestly, um, as people, if they're looking up a Tom Wilson hit, I'm sure they'd think it would be dirty as the day is long. <laughs> But rather contrary to that, he actually um, he just put his put his weight into it, and uh, he sent Curtis Lazar flying over into his was it his own bench? Um, I can't remember. Regardless, he benched him. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh, he sent Lazar airborne into his own bench. I think um, mighty impressive, if you ask me. I believe I can fly. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Tom Wilson believes Lazar can fly, <laughs> and uh, Tom Wilson did fall over. But hey. What what an amazing hit! I saw that on Instagram, and I couldn't help but watch that a few times over. And Ovi has been bodying people. Oh I'll yes, see. and then getting bodied apparently. Yeah, apparently. Good old Marshan. Was it? Yeah. Was it? Did the? Uh, did Ovi hit Marshan first, or did Marshan hit Ovi first? I can't remember which one happened first. I the Marsh Ovi hitting Marshan is the one that I've seen a lot more. Right, because everyone OV loves everyone loves them. everyone loves to see Marshan get hit. Yeah. <laughs> I think probably one of the most uh, celebrated hits in NHL history is probably that time PK Subban absolutely leveled Brad Marshan when he had his head down. Yeah. You remember that? You can you can yeah. picture it right now, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> um that's seared into a lot of people's memories. Uh, very very good memories for most people. <laughs> but um the uh I totally lost track there. Oh yeah, so Ovi then Levels Marshan. Marshan's helmet comes off, if I recall correctly. Uh, I can't, can't remember. But... And then um, Ovi's not looking. Uh, he's getting a pass for 
for one of his millionth one-timers from the point, I believe. Or no, I'm not sure if it was the point or not. Anyway, he goes to take his one-timer, and uh, Marshan comes up from behind and levels him. So there's a bit of a rivalry going on there, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think it could be pretty good to watch, but... Yeah, the physical play has definitely been good in this mm-hmm. series. but Very good. It's been um, one of the more entertaining series it, to watch. It, it's where it's where Washington has a chance in this series, mm-hmm. and they're if if they can keep playing physical and if their goalies can start performing better than they have been, then they may have a chance of coming back. But right. I mean, other than that, I think it's he's going to go to Boston. Here's what I think Washington needs to do to even have a chance: tell Tom Wilson, do Tom Wilson esque things, <laughs> make a complete <laughs> sideshow. Get as Boston, he as he does, very good job of, um, get get Boston uh, downright ticked at him and uh, create a, a sideshow there and um, maybe get the, uh, get the Boston players to do something they might regret and capitalize on those opportunities, no pun intended, seeing as the Capitals. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> as, you know, it's playoff hockey. Uh, physic- physicality is all part of it. Uh, now, as to whether Tom Wilson should do dirty things or not, don't, I mean, it, it's up to them, but I think the way to do it is get Tom Wilson out there, get in people's heads, and uh, go from there and see what you can, what kind of uh, plays and opportunities you can muster from the Boston players doing things they might regret later yeah. at, by going after Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny to watch because this series has two of the most hit, probably the two most hated players in the league. Yeah, two of them. <laughs> yep, I'd say probably yeah. one and two right there. Now, your who's boy, one and who's two? Don't know. Yeah, your boy Matty Kachuk is up there too. Matty Kachuk, oh, he's top five. But, I, uh, I I actually like Kachuk despite being an Oilers fan. So <laughs> <laughs> you can't say much. <laughs> I bet. Uh, I bet if you were to go back to that draft, uh, I believe 2016, I bet you wouldn't have taken Pulleyarvi, would you? Uh, at this point, I probably would have. No, well, you wouldn't. Poliarvi has been the Oilers' best player in the playoffs so far this year. But if you had Matthew Kachuk, I I would still. You can't take tell Pugliarvi. me for one second that you would yeah. rather have Poliarvi on your team than yeah. Matthew. Kachuk. If you had asked me that a year ago, I would have taken Kachuk all every all day every day. But Poliarvi has honestly been like one of our best players this season. He right. has been. He can fly at times. He doesn't have the same endurance, but at times, if McDavid's having a bit of a bad game and Poliarvi's on. Poyarvi at the beginning of the shift can rival McDavid, so he can't beat him, but can rival him. Right, okay. And he has grown crazy amounts, and he is big body, and he shoots like I've never seen an Oiler be able to shoot before. Like James Neal's known as a shooter, and Poyarvi's a better shooter than James Neal on our team. Well, right now so, James Neal's useless for the most part, yeah, but he can still shoot. He can still shoot. He can still shoot. He still has one of the best, better shots. In the he league, does, but, but um, he's also slow. That's another. Yeah. That's, that's a yeah. problem with him. And, so that and that's why he's been buried at the bottom of our lines a little bit. And yeah. if if uh, if my internet research has served me correctly, Milan Lucic has scored more goals this season than James yes, Neal. But I believe he's also played more games. Right, and, <laughs> and I think Neal only played like five to ten games for in the regular season for us. <laughs> exactly, and why yeah. was he only playing that much? Because he's a bit of a liability. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm not a huge Neal fan. I like Lucic, so yeah, I'm, I'm not going to deny that, but. <laughs> Let's, anyway, let's move on to the moving, Islanders. Moving on. Islanders Penguins series. Yes. Um. Right from the beginning, I predicted this Isles in seven. I hate the Penguins, so I in my bracket I was like, I can't have them win, and I think the Isles actually have a chance, and the Isles have shown they have a chance, and I still think the Isles are going to win in seven. I think that it, that's genuinely what I think. Um. The Penguins. Um. As of game before, 
they they played earlier today, and that, that game four was played earlier today. But um, after game three, the Penguins had lost ten of their last thirteen playoff games. Right, that's pretty huge, honestly. So and and now it's eleven of their last fourteen with today's loss. Yeah. So the Penguins honestly have not been doing great recently, um, and I I think the Islanders are the best team, defensive team in the league, only maybe rivaled by Minnesota, which we'll get to later. <laughs> For um, what it's worth, though, in today's game, Pittsburgh did outshoot the Islanders. Not by much, but it was yeah. still outshooting them. Uh, I didn't watch the game. I didn't either. It was too early. Yeah, it was It was an early game. Um, for whatever it's worth, though, um, uh, the Penguins did score late to not get entirely shut out. <laughs> so it may have been... Um, a uh, a goaltending flop on the part of the Penguins. Yeah. I don't know. I can't say. Didn't watch the game. I haven't had a good goalie since Mark Andre Fleury. Ah, uh, but... yeah, Tristan Jari mm. uh, let in. Uh, he made twenty two saves on twenty six shots. Yeah, with a point eight four six save percentage. Not great. The glove hands on both all the goalies in the series <laughs> have been so bad. Yes, all every every goal it seems is going in glove side. But yeah, yeah. Not much to say there. I mean, that's not a very well-played game by Pittsburgh, from what I can tell. Then again, I'm going to reserve my judgments on that, because I did not watch the game. Who do you think is going to win this? Oh, such a toss-up. Because Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Unfortunately, if, if, if you all know anything about football, it's a bit like watching the Patriots in the football. Or in, in the football. In the playoffs. In the football. In the football, yes. It's like watching the Patriots in the playoffs. It's like... You don't want them to win. They're probably going to win. And just because they're they're good in the playoffs for whatever yeah. reason. And I think that's the Penguins. I don't know if that's still the Penguins. That's been the Penguins in the past. Um, they still have Crosby and Malkin and uh, Gensel, of course. But, like, I don't know. It's hard for me to say that they're going to easily lose because I can't say that. I don't yeah. think that'll happen. They might lose. I honestly think it's a toss-up. It'll go right to Game 7, maybe even overtime, and that would be awesome to watch. That would be. I, I have a hard time betting against Barry Trotz in anything anymore. True, Trotz yes. Trotz is so good. Such honestly, a good coach. He might be, honestly, in my opinion, the best coach in the league. Yeah. For sure, top three. Top three, no doubt. The, the Islanders don't have any skill other than Everly and Barzwell, yet they're <laughs> one of the best teams in their division, the way they play. So it's, Because Lee's hurt, out for the year, right? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, he was hurt earlier this year. For a bit, at least. But no, I think, I think I think he's out for the season. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure in the fantasy leagues he was just dropped by okay. everyone because he was just taking up a spot because he was out for the year. Yeah, yeah. I think the team that's going to win this is the team with the better fourth line. Mm. Um, the Islanders have are have had one of the best fourth lines for the last like three years with uh, Matt Martin, uh, Casey Sizikas, and Cal Clutterbuck. And um, they're big bodies. Um, Sizikas gets forgotten as the big guy because Clutterbuck has been one of the best hitters in the league for years. And Matt Martin's massive. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. But Sizikas is a big man too. And they have offensive ability. Clutterbuck scored two goals in game three in the 6-5 win for Pittsburgh. Clutterbuck still scored two. But Pittsburgh's been countering that with Teddy Bluger, Zach Aston Reese, and um, Brandon Tanev. And Aston Reese and Bluger have been average. I believe Aston Reese scored Pittsburgh's goal today. Um, oh, oh, I just spilt a bubbly. That's okay. I'm going to clean that up later. <laughs> um, apologies for that. Um, and yes, Aston Reese did score today. That's what I was going to check when I spilled. But yes, he uh, 
he did score Pittsburgh's lone goal today. But Brandon Tanev is a huge energy guy for Pittsburgh. He is. Pittsburgh, he is. He's going all the time. He, he's like their Zach Cassian, if I'm going to pull an Oilers. <laughs> And Oilers version, or the Flames from Matt, Matt, Matt Kachuk. Just, just brings extra he, energy. He's going, he's yelling, he's screaming in his teammates' face, he's pumping them up. He's, he's hitting guys, he's skating fast, he's go, 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 go all the time. He drags so, guys into the battle with him. Yeah, pretty much. So I think whichever one of those two, two whichever fourth line outperforms the other, I think that's that's going to be the nudge that um, that's going to push mm-hmm. the team that wins over. And my it's, prediction is Islanders. It's a very even series. Yeah. No doubt there. And by the way, Brian Rust was an idiot for grabbing that puck <laughs> and throwing it. What has to go through your mind to see a puck and to pick it up and throw it? <laughs> you have a stick in your hands. Use the stick. <laughs> I'm going to reserve my comments on Brian Rust because I had him in fantasy this year and he was amazing for me. Yeah, whatever. So <laughs> He still grabbed a puck and threw it. <laughs> he was part of the reason I made it to the final game in, in my fantasy league. So I can't, I can't count on him too much, but... It may not have been the smartest of moves, shall we say? Yeah. That it was. It was funny to watch, though. I saw that, and it was. It was rather, uh, rather amusing, shall yeah. we say? All right, moving on. Nashville, Nashville Carolina. Carolina, the second mm. most lopsided series in this playoffs. <laughs> if anyone says Nashville is winning, <laughs> I know people who think Nashville were who thought Nashville was going to pull this off. Oh, but now they don't. Yeah, well, it's less likely. They won the other day, yesterday, mm-hmm. I believe. So it, it, is, it is a two-one series for Carolina as this is mm-hmm. being recorded. Carolina is uh, preserving John Hines's career by one game yeah by the, by the looks yeah. of it fun fact david poyle nashville's gm has been their gm since the start of their existence it's been o- they... it's been over 20 years when was Na- their expansion like 96 um, it was some between 96 and 2000 somewhere okay but david poyle's been their gm all of those years. really yeah i just found that out the other day it has nothing oh. to do with playoffs it was that's interesting fact. you know i had yeah. no idea i wonder who's the longest serving gm for a single team um he's probably probably close. him he's close there was i know for the oilers um Glenn Sather was our GM for a long time, and there was another there's another GM that stayed with the team for a very long time. Uh, I think the Ducks GM ended up staying there for a while as well. Who was that? I can't remember. But... Um, I'm gonna look it up now. Okay. Um. Well, he does that. Okay. Um. Oh, you got it. There oh, you go. Lamarello. Apparently, for the New Jersey Devils, how long has he been there for? He isn't there now. He's with the Islanders now. Okay. He's currently the longest-serving one-term GM in the NHL. Huh, the more you know. So it's Louis not... Louis Lamorello, uh, most old-fashioned general manager in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's not... Uh, what did you say? I forget his name. David Poyle. Yes, it's not him. Yeah, no. Yeah, hmm. But I think Carolina's got this. I predicted Carolina in five to start the year. I think it'll still be Carolina in five. I think yeah. they're going to take the next two. Um, Nashville just doesn't match up. It's, I mean, Soros has been really good, like very, mm-hmm. very good this year, but the problem is so is Nail Djokovic for Carolina. So the thing about Sor- Soros is that uh, he was good, yeah. and then he turned ab- to absolute dog crap, and then I dropped him in my fantasy league, and then he went off like crazy. Aww, poor and then the guy who beat me in the final had, had him. <laughs> Just to add extra salt to the wound. I didn't even know that. That makes me happy. <laughs> of course it does. Anyway, I digress. Um, and you, you ended up drafting my team. Yeah, because I drafted his team. <laughs> the evening of my draft, I was driving home a truck that I just bought from four hours away from home so i couldn't do my draft while driving so i just got him to do it and uh, it worked out pretty well i must say anyway i digress um 
Carolina. Can we just talk about their uh, their fan capacity for one minute? <laughs> I absolutely love that. Okay, so I love the storm surge too. By the way, the storm that, that, surge. That's a conversation from like a couple of years ago. Still, <laughs> a bunch of I jerks. Love I love them. <laughs> They're great. I think Don Cherry was full of it on that. Hashtag rehire Don Cherry. Oh man, please, please rehire him. <laughs> anyway, um, he was totally wrong on that, calling them a bunch of jerks. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, but they having having twelve thousand fans in their building. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the the health department of North is it North Carolina? I think so. yeah, Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, I don't know what their health department's called, but. It's like their version of AHS. So, of course, we're in Alberta. Flames fan, Oilers fan, I'm sure you guessed, we're in Alberta. So we have AHS, Alberta Health Services. So their version of AHS told them that they could have 12,000 people in the building. I don't think they cared about um, who was vaccinated and who wasn't. They didn't care. They just said, I'm pretty sure they didn't. So they just said 12,000 fans in the building you can have because of your seating capacity. What do they do? They put them all in the lower bowl. I love it. No one was up because they, you know, they just assumed that you'd be spacing them out. Instead, they crammed absolutely everybody into the lower bowl, and I love it. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It was incredible to see that many people. I, I've loved to see Carolina's fan base grow. Yeah, Excuse ever since me. they started making those acquisitions, they got yeah. Dougie Hamilton from us, and they made that Hannafin Lindholm trade. Yeah, and. uh Adam Fox, but then of course he decided not to sign with them, as we knew would happen, and he wanted to go to one place and one place only, and that's New York, which he's been incredible, by the way. Favorite for the Norris, but I don't think he should. I think no. I don't think a second year defenseman should win the Norris Trophy. But Mm-mm. anyway, yeah. that's a bit of a rabbit trail, but still, that, that was incredible to see that many fans in the building. Yeah, you know, just to watch that game. The energy in it. The energy in the building was incredible. That's going to be a huge advantage for them. Another reason why they're going to dominate the yeah. series. Yeah, uh, this last game three is the longest overtime we've seen so far this playoffs um, with Nashville scoring, Duchesne, I believe, scoring 15 minutes into the second overtime. Oh, um, yes, so I did hear about that. There's a bit of a story. And also Jordan Stahl got fined for a, dan- a dangerous trip. Ah. Um, it was a trip. I don't think it was that dangerous. I don't think it should have been a fine, personally. I don't right. know what the point of these fines in NHL are anymore. Mantha got fined yesterday, too, for goalie interference. And what? Yeah. Oh, I think I saw that. And, yeah, no, like, that was he, he bumped into the goalie. He bumped into Rask, I believe it was pretty hard. Um, but it's like it's a it's a goalie interference penalty. You don't have to fine every penalty. Oh it's goodness. like what's the point of a fine? It's like they fine every small thing, and the fines don't even do anything for these NHL players. It's like when McDavid got fined earlier in the year for a hit he arguably should have been suspended for. Definitely um, should have been suspended um, for. He got fined five thousand dollars, which is the max they can be because of the CBA agreement. So if the, right. pl- if the players want to be fined more, if the players want to complain about that, they have to be willing to be fined more. That's the players' fault. It's only five thousand. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like the equivalent of somebody making fifty thousand a year getting fined fifteen dollars or something. Right. Like that. That's what it was. It was. It's it was like, something like that. It's like it literally means nothing to these yeah, players. Yeah. He's like. Oh, big deal. I don't even notice a difference. Yeah. Now, for you and me, that's colossal. Five <laughs> <Yeah>. grand. <laughs> I, I need 15 grand right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, uh, for, like, McDavid, who has one of the largest contracts. Does he? Who has the largest? L- largest in the NHL. Is it yeah. largest in the NHL? Yeah. Okay. He's, I thought it was Carey Price. He's 500K above Tavares, I believe. Okay. Okay. Or something like that. Speaking of Tavares, we'll get on to that in a minute. Yeah. Not yet. We haven't reached that series yet. Um, but... For having one of the largest contracts in the NHL, or sorry, the largest contract in the NHL, 5000 is nothing. He won't learn from that. Pretty much nobody, none of the NHL players will learn from a $5,000 fine. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. But so, yeah. 
Yeah. There's, I don't think there's really any point in finding yeah. Stall, a Stall's game. trip shouldn't have it should have been minor penalty. It was, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, shouldn't have been a fine. No, it's like don't don't bother. It's just like whatever. But yeah, in that series, Stall's trip longest overtime. Soros has been really good, but mm-hmm. not good enough because Carolina's winning. Yeah. <laughs> so as they probably will. Is that a wrap yeah. on that series? Yeah, that's pretty much a wrap. Alrighty, that actually is perfect time because we're about. 20 some minutes into the show and uh i'm not sure how good the battery's doing on this camera so we're gonna go to break and uh we will come back after the break and um that's about it see you after the break Alrighty, got these sticks full of bubbly, but I am sure as you saw, if you're watching. You haven't clicked yet. I know, that's okay. That doesn't have to be right off the bat. However many times I want to do that doesn't matter. But they're full of bubbly because I spilled my bubbly. Because I'm very talented and skilled like that. I'm going to put them down very obnoxiously. And we are back from break. And um, thank you for joining us and... Uh, staying with us this long if there's anyone still listening we thank you for doing so um we've done three out of eight series and we're halfway through so we're gonna rattle right through these and uh hopefully get them done before we hit an hour length even if we go over that's fine too anyway tampa florida let's talk tampa florida um what's there to talk about most disappointing series so here's the thing when my flames didn't make the playoffs i decided because of Sam Bennett, and I like watching the Patrick Hornquist Revenge Tour after he was disgraced by Pittsburgh. It was Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh and Nashville. I can't remember which one was first. I think Pittsburgh It was Nashville, him. then Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he literally dumped his stuff out on his driveway and left, his Penguins gear, and he left. He was not happy, and he went to Florida, and then at the beginning of the year, he was uh, he was like one of the top players in the league, so... I'm fully supportive of the Patrick Hornquist Revenge Tour and Sam Bennett lighting it up as I figured he would once he left Calgary. Maybe he was the first round pick that he, he was projected to be. That he should have been. And yeah, so um, I always thought he was a wasted talent in Calgary and I'm glad to see that he's doing something now. I picked him up in fantasy as well and he was an absolute legend for me in fantasy <laughs> right at the end. Anyway, um, but... I'm afraid that the Revenge Tour and Sam Bennett's hot streak will have to come to an end because they face the over-the-cap limit Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, I predicted Florida in seven because I do like Florida. I think Florida is very good. I think they have the offensive talent. Not It's not better than Tampa Bay's, but it's good enough to match them. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense is solid. Um, again, not quite as good as Tampa Bay's, but good enough. They're more physical in Tampa Bay. But the biggest wild card was their goaltending, and that's where they have failed. Uh-huh. This 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 morning, sorry, they lost six two, and Bobrovsky had I think like it was a six seven two save percentage, and that's been the story of the Florida this Florida Tampa series. Wonderful. It's been offensive. It's been physical. It's been all of the above. But the difference is Vasilevsky's making saves, and Drieger and Bobrovsky are not making saves. And that's Florida. Um, 
I don't know if you guys follow. Oh, what's it called? The Deserve to Win a Meter. Mm. Moneypuck.com. Moneypuck.com on Instagram. or That's um, oh, a website. It's, okay, it's a website. They have an Instagram account as well, and that's what I follow. But they have the Deserve to Win a Meter, and they simulate the game a thousand times and see. With which... all the advanced analytics and yeah. all of that jazz. Some people care about, some people don't, but it's got to be worth something. Yeah. Um, and this game this morning, Florida lost 6 2. But they had a 92% deserve to win on the deserve to win a meter. Tampa Bay only had 8%. That yep. shows how bad the Florida goalies were this On morning. only 8% of the simulations did Tampa Bay win. Yeah. And of course, they won in real life. Yeah. And that's the only one that happens to matter, of course. Yeah. The, deserve to to win a meter... the deserve to win a meter has been wrong in this playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> the deserve to win a meter does not win games, no. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and Tampa's up 3-1 in the series now. If Florida's goalies can put it together, they might still have a chance to push it to 7. But mm-hmm. really, it isn't looking like it will anymore, as no. much as I wish it does. Tampa's probably going to take this one. I think that Florida can take <laughs> the next game. I think Florida can take the next game. But Florida, Tampa, Florida I think put, Tampa's going to win in 6. Florida will put up some sort of fight, but it won't yeah. be enough to take out the over-the-cap limit lightning. Yeah. Which, still, how? How? I think it's long term. It was the long term IR yeah. that they put um, uh, Kucherov and Stamkos and on. Stamkos on, so they managed to be twelve million over the cap limit. And once playoffs legally. starts, once playoffs start, cap doesn't matter anymore. Exactly. So, so who knows what they're going to do this off season? But they're going to make another run for yeah. the cup, and it's looking pretty good if you're a Lightning yeah. fan. Super violent series, though. Mm-hmm. Um, the- Very. We've seen the Bennett suspension, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, McDonough not getting suspended for hit <laughs> that should have happened, that he maybe should have. Um, and also, just this morning, both Kucherov and Sergachev right. got hurt. Right, yeah. that that could be a, depending on how long they're hurt for, that could be yeah. a, uh, a... A last-ditch hope for Florida. <laughs> uh, a very a very important factor in this series if um, Sergachev and... Sorry, who did you say it was? Kucherov. Kucherov. Two very very key players for uh, for Tampa Bay. If they are if they are not with the team, not playing with the team for the, even the rest of the series, that could be a series changing thing. But the only way that I see Florida winning would be if Vasilevsky were to get hurt. Yeah, and he hasn't been hurt all year. I don't think he's actually ever been hurt in his career. I don't know <laughs> if he has been not for long term anyway. Yeah. I don't think. I well, mean, I could be wrong again. But. Back to my fantasy team, I had him all year, and he was definitely my best player all year, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and uh, he he did like I think once he missed a game, it was COVID protocol or whatever. Yeah. But um, he wasn't hurt, I don't think. But uh, yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, Sam Bennett getting suspended though. <sighs> that was it was the right call for the situation. Mm-hmm. It was a hit from behind. And it was a board. Yep, and it was violent. Mm-hmm. One game is the right thing in the playoffs. It's a, it's a dirty hit. One game in the playoffs for somebody who I don't think he's been suspended before, has he? Bennett? Yeah. Oh. For sure not recently. It, it must have been several years ago if he did. Okay. Um, so it's like he's not a recent repeat offender or anything. So one game, right call. But Seems McDonough, to me he may have hit a ref at one point. No, that was um, Dennis Weidman. I know that was Weidman. Weidman oh, okay. definitely did that. <laughs> that was a pretty famous play back in, what, 2014 or 15? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think Sam Bennett may have not as... Egregiously hit a ref. Oh, okay. It wasn't as um, 
blatant as Weidman. Okay. I could be totally wrong on that, but that just seems to be popping in my head for no apparent reason. So McDonough, though, look that up later. Did like the exact same hit, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit less violent, from behind into the boards, and got a minor penalty, and he didn't even receive a hearing. <sighs> and it's like, man, where's the consistency? Yeah, there has George to be <laughs> Peros. <laughs> there has to be consistency. Cue all New York Rangers fans. Oh. <laughs> Man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's been so much inconsistency. And St. Louis Blues fans, but they're going to be more content. <laughs> with player safety. Oh, my word. So we saw that, that elbow from Orlov. Kadri. Sorry, no. It was, oh, Kadri. That's who yeah. it was. We, we're going to get to that later. Yeah. Um, considered a repeat offender. Was he officially um, considered a repeat offender? I'm not sure. I, he didn't because it's get, eighteen months. It's eight months. What? 18, I looked oh, it up today. Oh, oh, it was is it eighteen? Oh, eighteen months. Okay. If it's eighteen months, then I think so. It's okay. when we get to, we'll talk about more. But um, Kadri's been the suspension is his third suspension in four playoffs. Right. Yeah. So well, obviously, we'll get to the details of that suspension later. But it was eight games. Um, it, he had to have been a repeat offender to get eight games, yeah. I think, because McDavid did nearly. The identical play earlier in the season. Yeah. Came flying in with his elbow. Nailed, was it Perry? No, Kotkaniemi. Uh, Kotkaniemi, yeah. yeah. He nailed him with his elbow. Pretty blatant. Yeah. Swung his elbow across his body and clocked him in the kisser. Yeah. And that is exactly what Kadri did. Yeah. Kadri Ka- was a bit more violent than McDavid's was because Kadri had shoulder and elbow. Okay, fair. Um, But McDavid's, as an Oilers fan, he should have been suspended at least one, if not two games because he did a very similar play two years ago. He's the NHL's golden boy, so they wouldn't yeah. suspend him. <laughs> so the series of events, as I think it went, McDavid does that. The NHL realizes they can't suspend their golden boy, so they give him $5,000. As we discussed earlier, is chump change for yeah. the biggest player with the biggest contract in the league, obviously. Um, but then, um, McKinnon, was it after that was McKinnon? He threw a helmet at someone, right? He threw a helmet, but he only got fined as well. It's cause then he got fined. So they realized they couldn't suspend him for that cause they didn't suspend McDavid. Yeah. So they're like, well, I probably wouldn't suspend Mc- McKinnon for that. I don't either. know. I mean, it, it, there was no injury. If he got hurt, maybe I would have. Okay. This is an entirely different sport. Yeah. But for those of you <laughs> who follow the NFL last season, uh, an edge rusher by the name of Miles Garrett. Ripped a quarterback's helmet off, Mason Rudolph. He ripped his helmet off and clocked him in the head with it. And he got suspended the rest of the year. Oh, wow. And fined huge. Yeah. And then in the NHL, he was had the same intent. McKinnon yeah. threw a helmet at him. That's still dangerous. Yeah. And he only gets suspended $5,000. Oh, sorry, suspended. He got fined $5,000 <laughs> and uh, suspended nothing. I think it's only because they realized that they only find McDavid, so that's what they had to do. The issue with the McDavid one, and also the issue with the Wilson one, is the repeat offender thing. Because the mm. NHL, ha- the silly rule, it's stupid. How it is. 18 months is all, it's only eighteen within 18 months to be a repeat offender. Yeah. And it's like, whether you did something three years ago or two weeks ago you still did it so you were repeating your offense that's yes. why it's called repeat offender it's not <laughs> repeat a, repeat offender kind of it's it's you are a repeat offender yeah um so it's like that's why Kadri got more because mo- almost guaranteed he was considered a repeat offender under 19 months mcdavid got away with that fine because when he got suspended for one game a couple years ago that was more than 18 months right. ago and it okay, was the, almost the exact same play so but it's like he should have been considered a repeat offender, but under the rule, he wasn't. Wilson, 
<laughs> That's a Tom whole long Wilson. conversation that we probably don't have time for. We'll but... get into that another day. Regardless, I but... can't understand NHL player safety. Why does Tom Wilson, it was $5,000, yes? Yeah, $5,000. Him, McKinnon, and McDavid all get a fine of five grand. Yes. And then we see... And Bantha and Jordan Stahl. Yes. And like four other guys at the end of the regular season for really weird reasons. Yes. but <laughs> And then we see Kadri with a suspendable offense get eight games. Even if he is a repeat offender, still eight games versus $5,000 for nearly the same play with, yeah. Mc, with McDavid. Well, and the crazy part with Wilson is he even under the 18-month rule, he is a repeat offender because he got suspended at the beginning of this regular season. Yeah. So it's not even like la- the end right. of last season. It's beginning of this year. He got suspended. So, and at the end of the season, he only got $5,000 for something that was arguably less bad than the original suspension at the yeah. beginning of the year. <laughs> I think Tom Wilson's a fun player to watch. He gets yeah. in everyone's head. So uh, like I, I actually Kachuk. don't dislike him that much. Neither do player, I. But, but man, should have he been suspended for that. Yeah. I think two, two, three, maybe even three games. Oh, under his repeat offender status, probably oh, more. If it was repeat offender? I, I, don't was, think, yeah. I do not think it was as violent a play as people think it was. I do think it was blown out of proportion a little bit. Yeah. But it was violent. So, um, yeah, he probably should have got, like, two games or something. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. That was a very long rabbit trail. Um, Let's go to the to... Marc-Andre Fleury versus Cam Talbot series. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As it is. Um, where? How did you originally predict this? I originally predicted this Vegas in six. And I think this is still going to be Vegas in six. Uh, yeah. um, Minnesota. I do think Minnesota. What's I think... the series currently at? Current series. Currently, it is two one Vegas, I believe. Two one Vegas. Okay. Yeah, two one Vegas. They're playing right now as we speak, too. So oh, that, okay. But, I should check the status of that game. Yeah. Regardless, Vegas is going to win this. Yeah, I don't think. Guaranteed. Yeah, I do think that of any team, there. I think there are only two teams in the playoffs that have a chance at beating Vegas the way they play. I think Minnesota is one of them, and I think the Islanders are the other. Mm-hmm. They won't face the Islanders at all unless they go deep. Right. And um, but the reason is because those are the two most defensive teams. In the play, in the plan, in the plan rounds. That's last year. <laughs> um, the in the playoffs, and Vegas plays such a high energy, high physicality mm-hmm. um, game. Flurry is so so good, and Vegas is also solid defensively. And they're just such a complete team in so many ways. And they didn't used to have the star power, but now they've got Pacioretty and Stone. Right. So they have the star power now too. Can so uh, can Flurry get seniors discounts yet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ask Mike Smith that question oh, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as we speak, Vegas is beating Minnesota three nothing. End of the first. Only with fourteen shots. Fourteen shots. They Talbot got three not goals. playing great this game. Okay, Cam. Um, yeah. Okay. Until this game, Talbot has looked better than twenty seventeen Oilers Talbot. Which and, is a very and impressive. 2017 Oilers Talbot was a huge snub for Vesna conversation. He was a man on fire. Yeah. And he has been better this series so far than that season. Mm-hmm. And Flurry has been playing some of the best hockey he's ever played. It's been super. I, I've watched two of these games and it has been really entertaining. He absolutely to watch. looks like he's in his prime. Yeah. No doubt. It, it, it looks like it. Yeah. Obviously, he's not in his prime because he's older. Yeah. But he definitely looks like yeah. he's playing incredible. No Flurry, doubt. He he's just such a talented goalie, and he's mm-hmm. always been so so highly competitive, and also just a fun guy to watch yep. too. Fun guy to watch, fun guy off the oh, ice. Oh man! But this series, he's been pulling stuff off like the Vasilevsky behind the back glove save. He's done that at least yep. once, and it's like, where's like, that coming from? <laughs> it's like watching Dominic Hasek doing yeah. those saves on purpose. Like, yeah, 
flipping the glove behind, you know, and like flopping over. It looks like he's totally out of control, yet it's all in control. Yeah. That was the crazy thing yeah. about watching. Super fun Austin. series to watch. Yeah. Um, no doubt. Vegas will probably win. Um, mm-hmm. Minnesota has a chance. Minnesota has less of a chance now, though. They lost Marcus Johansson. They did. He Not... stepped on a puck, slid into the net. Very Stamkos-esque. Very Stamkos-esque. Did Stamkos step on a puck? I don't think so. I think he fell or was taken down. Was, yeah, okay. He went and into the twice. He shattered twice. his leg. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure about shattered, but he broke his leg. Arm. Marcus Johansson. Arm. Arm. Oh, arm. it was his arm, yeah. right. Arm. And uh, he is out for the remainder of the, remainder of the playoffs. Yeah. As not, one would assume, not not a huge offensive player for them, but let alone. But aside from that, he's a top six forward on a Minnesota team that doesn't have a lot of offense. They don't have a so, lot of star power. They, so they need whatever they can. They get. don't really have star power at all on, right. on offense. Like they've got Fiala, Hartman, Zuccarello, who are all solid. Yeah, but they aren't. They do not have a star. No, so they rely on their defense defensive play. But they mm-hmm. still, you still got to score at least one or two goals a yeah. game to win. And For so sure. every top six forward you lose, that's 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 right, a hit. no doubt. But all right, Colorado St. Louis, what's the series at right now? Well, I I said right now it is three nothing Colorado, and I said <laughs> earlier that the I didn't um, know that Nashville Carolina series was the second most lopsided series because this is by far the most lopsided yes. series so far. Colorado is such a big offensive powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, we have the Blues being not they are totally a shadow of their former selves pennington is the most overrated goalie in the nhl he actually hasn't been playing awful this series he's had some good moments but he is very very overrated um both both ben and i here have been of the opinion ever since they won the cup in 2019 in 2019 that it's not sustainable he wouldn't maintain that level of play and we still stand by that he was a one-year wonder and Mm. he he did, he did get a huge contract, did he not? Um, bigger than he should. I think it was like four years, four and a half million or something like that. Or, that five, or five or six million, maybe. I don't know. I thought Can't it was remember. more. I, I think it was higher money, but I don't think it was super long term. Maybe it was the other way. Right. Or maybe um, it was even six by six. It, honestly, I don't know. That's, that's what we're learning. Bennington <laughs> contract. I'm Googling it as we speak. Two year, 8.8. Okay, so it's only, wait. Average... An annual average. A- annual 4.4. Okay. okay, annual 4.4. That's what that is. Okay, means. so it isn't long-term. That's, that's not... Oh wait. oh, wait. No, that, that was his first contract. This is his second contract. A six-year, $36 million deal, which works out... That is a six by six. Yeah, six by six. And obviously, not nearly on the scale of Rick DiPietro, because he was signed <laughs> till Kingdom Come. His contract, that buyout, I think, is only coming off the books, I think, in next season or the season uh, yeah, after. He, still and I don't even him. remember DiPietro playing. <laughs> Rick DiPietro got, was it 14 years, 8 million or something like something that? Something like that. It was absolutely ridiculous. Which meant as he was bought out, the years were doubled and the money I ha- reduced. Which yeah. meant that it turned into a 28-year contract or something like that. I don't think it was 28 years, or maybe still, it was, I'm not sure, but it was the a worst lot. contract in NHL history. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know... About all the other bad contracts, but I find it hard to believe there would be one worse than that. Yeah. So we don't. <laughs> Bennington's not going to be the next Rick DiPietro, but his contract will certainly look bad in years yeah. to come. Yeah. Very overrated. Colorado has just been far and away the better team, mm-hmm. as expected. I predicted them to win in five games to start. Honestly, I think they're going to sweep them. They could sweep. This is. Gonna when do they play next tomorrow? This is going to be the only sweep of the first round. Um. Yeah, I think they play tomorrow. They. Year two days from now, Monday. Oh yes, yeah. 
Yep, they play tomorrow, Sunday, May 23rd, 3 p.m. is when we could potentially see St. Louis get buried and then they go golfing. Yeah. So I think there's a decent chance of that. McKinnon has been unstoppable. Uh-huh. He has five goals and two assists in three games. Here's the difference between McKinnon and McDavid. McKinnon We'll get to McDavid next. We'll get to McDavid (laughs) next. McKinnon has more physicality. Yeah. McKinnon is a more well-rounded player, as we have discussed before. But um, it's playoffs expose all sides, all elements of a player. And with McKinnon going to the playoffs now for... How many times has he been in the playoffs? I don't know. Regardless. More than McDavid. More than McDavid. <laughs> and McKinnon has proven to be an absolute beast in the playoffs. Yeah. Because it's a totally different level of hockey, and he's proven that he is one of the best players in the playoffs. Yeah. Probably, well, this year, maybe the best in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, best offense, like, all-around player, I think we'd say. That'd be fair to say. Um, but, uh, yeah absolute beast as it stands not sure how long he can continue this but i think he can sustain it as long as they're in the playoffs you think yeah as long as he doesn't get hurt he's gotten hurt at points in his career as long as he doesn't get hurt then he'll be fine so will colorado because they have a lot of depth and uh grubauer has been quite wonderful for them this is where i differ a little bit i don't think colorado gets past the second round really Who do you think they're playing in the second round? I think Vegas. They they'll play Vegas in the uh, second you think round. Play Vegas? And I think Vegas will beat them in six. I don't think it's even making seven uh, because really? of how high energy Vegas is. Uh, Colorado is amazing offensively. Colorado is arguably the only team better offensively than Colorado is arguably is Tampa in mm. the playoffs. Um, yeah. But Vegas has yeah. the offense still not as good, but they still have it, and they have way more depth. I would consider. Vegas, the deepest team in the league, really, the set, or second deepest behind Tampa. I was gonna say I second think deepest Tampa. behind Tampa. But the difference is between Tampa and Vegas. Even is Vegas's depth is all physical. Yeah, they've got a ton of physical players. Everybody on their team, it seems, is over six feet and over two hundred pounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like when you got Ryan Reeves and William Carrier and then Braden McNabb all banging bodies around, it's just like. Yeah, it's that's a big team. Plus, there's such high energy, and they have fans now in the states. Oh, Vegas gosh. feeds off their fans, and honestly, I think Vegas has an advantage with their pregame shows they do. Yeah, in Vegas, and they're super fun as a fan. But I think the players feed off that energy yeah. as well. And same thing, same situation with Carolina. Yeah, they have uh, the storm surge. The storm surge. And do they have a pregame as well? I don't know about that, but they have a lot of fans, yeah. as we discussed yeah. earlier, and. The teams that have fans this year in the playoffs are they're gonna you'll probably see them do better than than yeah. some of the Canadian teams yeah. who have no fans. Yeah, but um, yeah, Colorado do will yes. do well in this series, and they're they're not a bad team. I just think Vegas overall will outmatch them, especially if Flurry keeps playing as yeah. he as he is against Minnesota. Now, but let's talk Cadre suspension. We mentioned it earlier. We didn't want to get too into it because now here we are talking about the series itself um eight games do you think it should have been less no no okay you think you think eight games is is about right okay i think eight games is correct for this situation it was violent 
It was to the head. It was with speed. It was targeted. And it I can't was. remember. There's a possibility Falk didn't even have the puck. And there was an injury on the play. Falk is missing games because of it. Yeah. Okay. At least as of what they're saying now is that he'll be missing right, games. Right, right, okay. It was actually um, the second headshot of the game, too, I believe. Or at least of the series. St. Louis. Kadri? St. Louis lost to Edmondson. Not Edmondson. Uh, they lost another player um, to Colorado this series already. Um, not to Kadri. No, but, it wasn't Kadri? No. But okay. there was no call or discipline for that. Oh. I can't. I haven't seen the video. I was just talking to my dad about that, and he mentioned right. it. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's. Yeah. I mean, eight games. Yeah, it could be argued for less, but eh, considering the inconsistent inconsistency we've seen in NHL player safety, who knows whether that's the right call or not? Yeah. Biggest but, issue I have is that Kadri got it and Wilson didn't. Yes, and this is, is the... playoff hockey, and he's getting eight games more than Wilson did. This was way more dangerous than what Wilson did, mm-hmm. and I don't think Wilson should have, should have been suspended eight games. No, but it should I have do, been like. But like we three. said earlier, he should have been suspended. So again, I think Wilson go, should have got three. It games. goes back. It goes back to the consistency. Yeah, three probably would have been. Then they're player. the uneducated hockey fans saying that they should either a suspend Wilson for a whole season or kick him out of the NHL permanently. No. And that's he has not, not reached right. Rafi Torres level yet. Rafi Torres. <laughs> Does he still have the longest suspension? I believe so. He got suspended for 42 full, games. Was it a 42? It was 42. It was half a season. Um, somebody back in the day got suspended a full season. Oh, I, was Marty it? McSorley. McSorley. Marty right. McSorley got for suspended For the slash on Brashear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a full slash, season. Slash across the head. head. Yeah, right. he took his stick and just yeah. hacked his head. Way and it was the side of his head, so it was like his neck area. Which... Is very dangerous. But very the thing dangerous. is, that's the only an NH, only time an NHL player has died because of an NHL game injury. Um, who was it? It, it was um, Bill Masterton. That's who the Bill Masterton mm. Trophy is named after. Right. Um, yeah, I think that was back. That was back long. The original six days, I believe. Mm. But that was before helmets, and he took a stick across the side of the head. Somebody targeted him like that, mm. and he died of his injuries that evening in hospital. Ah. So, it's the only death NHL has seen. Okay. So, and very almost, dangerous almost, play. So almost McSorley two. should have gotten the... Yeah. He deserved the full full season extent. Yeah. And, and uh, I believe he was a repeat offender too. You know, that was cra- long before our It's crazy went. that there haven't been, hasn't been more than one. Um, yeah. Like with Clint Malarchuk. Yeah. How, across how, the throat. How he's still alive is crazy. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's still... I think... Is he... I think he was the Flames goalie coach for a while. He still might be. Oh, is he? Okay. I, I was pretty that. sure he was the the Flames goalie coach. I don't coach. think he is anymore. No, I should I should look it up. Anyway, um, uh, Chris Pronger's heart stopped in a game. Yes, in it the did. Two thousands, he got hit with a puck and he just he booked it to the bench and collapsed, and then everybody. Oh, and of course, um, what's his face on the Stars? Oh, uh, Rich Peverly. Rich Peverly. Yeah, he had a seizure on the bench. Yep. Yeah, and there have been a few people who have collapsed. Yep. Um. Oh, um, Jay Bomeister. Yeah, Jay Mo's Bomeister had a heart attack. Yep. Um, there was an AHL player for the Tucson Roadrunners who had a seizure yes. or something. Oh, I forget and his name. He now. didn't die, but he did have. There was some something more serious was wrong, and he ended up having to have a leg amputated. I believe. Yes, so or he couldn't at play least anymore. paralyzed anyway. Yeah, I believe he had a, a, an amputation. Okay, yeah. It was. And um, if, fun fact. Well, not very fun, but if it wasn't for the fact that that night was, um, I think it was first responders appreciation night in the AHL. The oh yeah for the Roadrunners game, there were paramedics there. Um, being, you know, thanked for their service, yeah. and pregame as they were standing doing the anthem, he collapsed, yeah. and they all rushed out onto the ice, and they yeah. they saved him. Yeah, if it was very for the, fitting for for yeah, first responder. Um, if it had to, if it had to happen on any night, I guess that was the night, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I can't find out. Um, um, off the top of uh, 
he's been in a uh, Clint Malarchuk, uh, we're still talking about. Um, he's yeah, been a coach for four NHL teams, two minor league teams, most recently the Flames. Okay. So I don't know if he still is the Flames goalie coach, but he was. Okay. Anyway, that's a total sidetrack. Very much. So. Um. All right, shall we move on to the Edmonton Winnipeg series? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hellebuck is freaking annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, he is. Oh, is that important? Um, yeah, one minute. Um, you keep talking. I'm gonna check the camera. <laughs> um. Okay. The uh the recording was stopped. That's okay. Just oh. Okay. Um. Yeah. We're just not going to uh, clip anything. Um, for the. Uh, for, for YouTube, for this, the rest of this episode. So the rest of it's just audio. So the camera just cut out. Not sure why, but it did. Battery may have died even though I checked it at break. But um, anyway, we continue because our microphones still have life and this will still be uploaded. So we will continue talking. Yeah, anyway. Thank you Hellebuck. for noticing that, by the way. Yeah. Hellebuck has turned into better than the Vesna Trophy Hellebuck he was last year, which is really <laughs> annoying. Because we're watching games and we have so many good chances to score. And none of them are going in. He's making saves left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been this all season. But just now in the playoffs and also right before, before last game there was a stat. And he's 4-1-0 with like a 1-2-1 goals against average in his previous five games. And then last game he got a shutout, like a 35-save shutout. So that's, And there were two shutouts in that. So now in the last six games he has three shutouts. And it's like, why now? Why now? Why now? <laughs> because he wants to make all the uneducated hockey fans say that McDavid sucks in the playoffs. Which, I mean, McDavid is worse in the playoffs. He's worse. Because he's able to he get sucks. grabbed and whatever. But yeah, he doesn't suck. It's The biggest thing is is him and the rest of the team, too, need to learn that in the playoffs, penalties don't get called the same. The hooking is allowed the um the grabbing is allowed it's all all that people get away with that stuff now and mcdavid if he wants mm-hmm. to become the best offensive player or one of the best offensive players in the last decades and he is one of the best already but mm-hmm. um if he wants to become the best like people are saying he might be and pass lemieux for the last 20 or 30 years he must learn how to play in the playoffs yep if he can't learn how to play in the playoffs he won't reach that you see, <laughs> that's, that's why dry settled as well. Poyarvi has been the best Oilers player so far this playoffs, these two games, but because they're physical and they fight through that stuff. But you have to keep playing. You can't look to the ref every time you follow. No, you have to continue with the play. I really hope that some of you all are football fans because I keep making references back to the NFL. But compared to um, comparing here uh, McDavid to um, uh, NFL former NFL quarterback now who just retired Drew Brees. I'm a Saints fan. No secret there. Must um, suck for you. What? Must suck for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I won't get into that because this isn't a football podcast. <laughs> anyway, he uh, he did win one Super Bowl, but he um, he never, in the playoffs, he never performed on an amazing level like he did during the regular season. Now, of course, there was technicalities with refs and all that, but regardless... <laughs> Throughout the, he's yeah, not bitter. Yeah, no, not bitter at all. You've heard me rant about that. Um, it's one of the biggest blown calls in professional sports history. Regardless, um, he didn't perform in the playoffs as well as he could have. Versus someone like Tom Brady, as much as I hate to admit it, performs stellar in the playoffs. And really, Drew Brees won't be considered 
one of the greatest he'll be considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time but not in probably the top five conversations simply because he doesn't have enough playoff success yeah now if mcdavid doesn't find playoff success throughout his career he won't be he won't be in the top three conversation he might be in the top five conversation but if he doesn't have playoff success if he retires without a stanley cup I don't think he'll even be top five. Yeah, in the conversation, he he needs to learn how to play. And honestly, watching him, unless he gets to that point, as an Oilers fan, I would be okay if the Oilers traded McDavid for McKinnon, maybe with a bit of something added to McKinnon because of McDavid's offensive talent, and also because McKinnon's got like three or four years on him, three years on him, I think, mm-hmm. so he's a bit older. But honestly, McKinnon, like we said earlier, is such a higher. He's so much more complete. And we McDavid, these next three seasons, three, four, five seasons especially, he's going to be getting 130 to 140 points a season. He will be winning the Art Ross Trophy every year, almost guaranteed, unless he gets hurt. Um, and But the reality is, he doesn't play defense. He's not physical. He can't shoot. <laughs> and he's just, he he's very one-dimensional at this point in his career. And I don't know if he'll ever get past that. McKinnon has an amazing shot. He's not much slower than McDavid. He's big. People are scared of him when he's on the ice. He wins face-off, face-offs, and he, yeah, he's super defensively responsible. So it's like you need to have that. That and McDavid has the drive. He has the competitiveness. He's super competitive, Very. almost too competitive sometimes. Yep. Um, but he just he needs to get that completeness to his game that he doesn't have uh-huh. as of right now. I and agree. Right now in this series. It is Edmonton's to lose. Edmonton should win this series. Even now, we should win this series. We've outplayed Winnipeg both games. Game two, Winnipeg did better. Um, but it's just Hellebuck has been that good. And thankfully for Oilers fans, Mike Smith has been matching Hellebuck. <laughs> pretty much save for save. How? Um, He's yeah. old. Another senior citizen. Um, <laughs> Smith this year had the second highest save percentage all time from a 39 year old goalie only behind Luongo three or four years ago Sheesh. so Smith has done very well for us this year thankfully yeah. um but we need to learn how to score something I didn't think I'd um I'd hear myself saying about Edmonton at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year because that's generally all we can do is score but our defense our goaltending have been good but we need to find out how to beat Hellebuck if Winnipeg wins game three I believe tomorrow um I think they'll take the series in five um, but if Edmonton can win game three, I think Edmonton is back in the series. I think Edmonton will win in seven at that point. Um, during the regular season, Edmonton went seven and two against the Jets. Hmm. Um, and we lost the two games we lost were the first two times we played them. So we lost it, it. So we can do what we did there. It's possible for us to do, but we need to play well <laughs> and we need to beat Hellebuck. And Hellebuck needs to stop being. Um... Patrick Waugh. Cracked out of his mind. Yeah. So <laughs> He wasn't that in the regular season. If yeah. he had been like that, <laughs> you guys would have not won 7, yeah. to, or seven to 2 in the series. It, it's doable for Edmonton. It is. But they can we, come back from this. It's just not looking need to great. Com- it's not looking great, no. And, and boy, are we missing the fan energy in the Canadian games. Mm-hmm. Going from watching Vegas, Minnesota to watching Edmonton. Um, Winnipeg is rough sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> because it, if it, the intensity is a little bit higher, there's more physicality. But in a lot of aspects, it feels like a regular season game. Speaking um, of Canadian games, Toronto, Montreal. Yeah. What do you think? That's an interesting series. I haven't decided who I'm cheering for because I really don't like Toronto. I <laughs> love to see Toronto blow another first round. Yep. Um, but at the same time, I have Toronto winning in five in my bracket. 
And honestly, uh, who won the game today? Who won the uh, Toronto? It was 3-1 for Montreal, or Toronto. When I'll let you first. know. Montreal took game one. So before today, it was a 1-0 series. The Maple Leafs beat the Habs 5-1. Okay. So it's 1-1 now. Um, yes. I think that it will go, I think it'll be five games for Toronto still. I think okay. Toronto's still going to take it in five. Um, or maybe in six. Maybe in six. Montreal might have the drive to push it to six. Um, but Toronto's just so offensive. Yep. And um, yeah, they their their skill is so there. Um, their goaltending. People say their goaltending is the reason they lose, and they're wrong in my opinion. I think Anderson's a top five goalie in the NHL. I think he gets way more flack than he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a story of this series actually, because I think the same thing about Price. Um, I think the story of the series so far is uh, John Tavares, well, yeah, but we'll get yes. onto that um, later. But um, the with the goaltending, Anderson is he he takes all the flack, but he faces forty five shots a game. Yeah, it's like if their defense was better, Anderson would be better. When that's been the story 45. of Toronto for quite a while, hasn't yeah, it? It has star power on offense and leaves the defense. There leaves not much cap room for the defense, and then they leave the goalie out to dry. Yeah, and Anderson's very good. Jack Campbell has been very good for them as yes, well. Yes, he has. Um, and I think better he, than I expected. Unlike Bennington and Murray, who both goalies, like we mentioned earlier, I we didn't mention I, Murray though. Oh, we didn't mention Murray. Right from their amazing playoff runs, I was just like, these guys are overrated and they aren't as they're playing. Mm-hmm. Campbell, the way he's playing, I have a I have a different feeling about him. I think Campbell is what he's playing. I don't think he'll play to the same level he's playing, but I think he's a legitimate goalie. Yeah. So. um yeah, I, th- I think Toronto set up well goaltending-wise and offensively. Um, this is the best shot they've had to succeed in a few years. But, um, yeah. For sure. Now, how do you think the series is going to end? I think the series will end Toronto in six. Toronto in six. Um, yeah. Montreal, what does Montreal have to do to... What does Montreal have to do to come back? Well, first of all, Tavares isn't in the series anymore. Yeah. Which... Yeah, let, let's talk about Tavares for a bit. Um, I'm sure you all have seen the play by now. Um, freak accident. Um, who was it or who originally hit Tavares? Ben Chirot. Okay. He hits Tavares. Tavares falls over. Corey Perry is who, as much as I like to hate on, and I would love to blame him for it, is not to blame. It's a freak accident. He came in. He tried to jump and dodge Tavares' head, but instead it ended up colliding right with his knee. And... Um, Stupidly, he tried to stand up and get moving, even though you could tell that the the team trainer was telling him to stay down. Um, <laughs> but he tried to get up. I mean, hey, that's just uh, that's just uh, the adrenaline and the uh, competitive the com- the competitive nature of these players. We saw it with Stamkos back when he had his uh, was it an ACL tear or PCL? Uh, I think when he broke, I think he broke his leg. Or was it when he broke his leg? I'm not sure. He, he did something. He Sam Coles has been hurt so much. He had much pretty much the, the exact same injury as McDavid. Oh, was it the same injury? Okay, then it would Basically. Have, then it would have been a bunch of knee stuff. It was a bunch McDavid of knee stuff. McDavid destroyed everything. McDavid destroyed everything in his knee. Fun fact. Um, ben and I were actually at that game watching when it happened. Yes, we were. In the saddle dome. Yeah. Um, I almost cried. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so when, when Stamkos uh, hurt his, his knee, he... Um, he stood up and then tried to skate and then fell over again. It's yeah. just the competitive nature and the adrenaline. So, I mean, you can't really blame Tavares for that, but he didn't try to stand up and skate like uh, <laughs> like Stamkos did. But um, anyway, 
So then the trainers help him off. Perry felt so bad. About Perry did too. feel so bad. Watching he, him in interviews, it looked like he was almost on the verge of tears. Yeah. Him and Tavares are actually quite good friends outside of this because they've both played for Team Canada. They're about the same age and they've played for Team Canada since juniors together. Yeah. And so. as John Tavares is being stretched off the ice, he gives the thumbs up to the to the crowd that is non-existent to the cameras. <laughs> um, he gives the thumbs up to to the to the fans, and um, we see Corey Perry skate by the stretcher and possibly say something to Tavares, and he taps his leg. So good sportsmanship there from Corey Perry. I think he felt honestly terrible about the situation, not that he could have done anything about it because it's just a freak accident. Things like that happen. But, and uh, for those saying Ben Sherratt did something dirty, Ben Sherratt, what he did was completely clean. It was completely clean. It wasn't even a big hit. It no, just, it was It just knocked him off balance. Yeah. which that happens all the time. Yeah. And um, if I can find it, there were uh, a few tweets that um, that were put out. Um, I think the um, the Leafs released a statement saying that he was fine. Um, oh, no, sorry. It was, it was Kyle Dubas. Um, David Alter tweets... Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs GM Kyle Dubas says John Tavares was cleared of all structural damage to his head, neck, and spine. Says Tavares sustained a knee injury. He, knee injury? I didn't actually read that. Yeah, he had a knee injury and in all of it. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know how he, okay. how well, he got a knee injury. <laughs> but... Anyway, in addition to a concussion. Clearly, I didn't read this tweet before re- before uh, reading it now here on the show, but... um. A knee injury for whatever reason. And for those of you who are Leafs fans and may know what this means, it says the knee injury is very similar to Zach Hyman's injury yeah. earlier in the year. So I don't can't remember Hyman's injury. I know he was hurt. But um, if that means anything to you guys, that's what it says. The rest of the tweet goes on to say, primary concern is the concussion. Says the knee injury was similar to Hyman's injury. Yeah. So for whatever that's worth. Um, yeah. And then uh, also seeing the, uh, the way... Kyle Dubas then got out of the booth and I believe went to the hospital. Did he not? Oh uh, yeah. He followed yeah. them and just seeing how much he care about his cares about his players is is quite something to see. Yeah. You don't see that from many. Um, he's a GM, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was getting confused with the the owner from uh, Ottawa. What's his name? Oh, um, you know, no, but no, nobody likes nobody terrible likes owner uh, Eugene Melnick. Melnick, I always get them confused. Dubas is the GM, yes, to see how much he cares about his players. Um, yeah. That was pretty cool to see. Should we he... have face cages? Should we have face cages in the NHL? I have a very hard and fast answer to this, but... No. I would agree they should not be mandatory. They should not be mandatory. If you want to wear one, sure, go ahead, but I don't it's the think, NHL, you'll get I don't think most players. I don't think most players want to anyway. No, they don't. Um... I, I would understand if a player wanted yeah, to. Um, honestly, if I was there, I'd probably want to. Mm-hmm. Um, because so many face things happen. Yep. And pucks to the face. And it's like, yeah. The I one that's forever seared that. in my memory is when Crosby, when the Penguins were playing the Islanders, I remember seeing Crosby take a shot to the mouth and teeth go flying. Yeah. I do remember seeing that. That was like back 2013. Ryan Smith back. Or 2012, maybe. In the early 2000s, took a puck to the mouth in the Oilers playoff. I think it was our 06 playoff run. Took the, took a puck to the mouth. Um went to the dressing room not even the dressing room it was just on the bench and he just opened his mouth and let them stitch up his mouth and pull oh. teeth on the bench went out finished the game and scored the overtime winner yeah <laughs> so that's that's a hockey player right yeah that's a hockey player but and as I, we were mentioning earlier uh rich peverly that's another hockey player right there yeah goes to the hospital gets resuscitated i believe if if his heart stopped i don't know if it uh, did. i can't remember yeah and uh he once he becomes conscious again he asks if he can go back into yeah. the game <laughs> it's like uh no <laughs> i know that game was postponed by the way because of you 
Um, but yeah, yeah. face gauges. Maybe an option, but shouldn't be mandatory. Exactly. Um, I honestly, I think the new rule this year where helm, if you lose your helmet, you have to either pick it up or go to the bench. I think it's kind of stupid. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that rule. I think they're grown men. They can learn how to handle themselves. Um, but yeah, it, you, you, you've seen multiple goals because of that rule. There mm-hmm. was um, a Chicago player right at the end of the year who put his helmet on, tried to get his helmet back on to defend on two on one, but he put his strap over his eyes, so he had to try to defend a two on one blindfolded. I did not see that. <laughs> yeah, he, he he lost it in the corner, went to pick it up, and put it started putting it on his head, and then realized there was a two on zero, so he threw it on his head really quick to defend the two on zero, but the strap got caught over his eyes, and he couldn't get it unstuck. That's too funny. <laughs> and was um, it, did it result in a goal? Yeah, did because uh, they they passed through him and he couldn't see the puck. Goal darn. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And quick before we're done, the Perry. Perry Felino fight should yes. it, should it have happened? Well, I don't see Perry didn't have to fight anyone for that. As I said earlier, there was good sportsmanship there. It wasn't his fault. I don't think the fight should have had to happen. But it's playoff hockey, so I mean, fights yeah. are always good to see. Um, Felino talked about it. Somebody asked him about it, and Felino said he's like, I know that Perry didn't do it on purpose. Okay, he he's like, I know that. It's like when you see your captain on the ice after a hard hit. Um, it's kind of like the hockey code. It's like you need to fight to stand up for it. And he's like, I talked to Perry about it. Perry was fine with it. And he's like, what, and Felino's like, what it does is it allows us to get the fight out of the way. Perry had his retribution, even though it wasn't on purpose. And we can just get on with the game. We can forget about it. Okay. It's like, it's like if I did the same thing to Shea Weber on their team, then I would expect Perry to come to me and ask me to fight too, even if it was accidental. Yeah. Um, it's like, am I mad at Perry? No, it was an accident. Um, did the fight need to happen for the sake of the game? Probably. Yeah. It's like both of us were okay with it. Yeah. Um, I don't no. think it had to happen, honestly. Like, I mean, it's not his fault, so I I think it's that plain and simple. But what what Felino said makes sense. Um, if that's how they view it, then whatever floats your boat, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, that's I don't have any strong opinions on the fight, but uh, that's about where my opinions on that end. Yeah. And what about a quick Stanley Cup final and winner prediction? Ah, Stanley Cup final. We see Vegas face off against Tampa, and Tampa win. Tampa win. I think Tampa win. Who wins the Conn Smythe? Who wins the Conn Smythe? Very early prediction. Remind me what that trophy is again. Best player. <laughs> right. In That's play- what in that the playoffs. is. I didn't know that. I just forgot. <laughs> I swear. Um, best player in the playoffs? Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. I also have Vegas going to the final, but I think it'll be Carolina. I think it's the two energy teams. Mm. I think Carolina makes it kind of as the underdog. Um, I think they take out Tampa, especially if Kucherov and Sergachev are hurt for long term. Which makes no sense because in my bracket, I don't think I that what I just said was not my bracket. <laughs> I don't even know what I put as I, my bracket, um, honestly. But I think you had Florida making the final. No, I didn't. Did you not? I did not have Florida sure? making the final as oh, much okay. as I want them to. I think he did, but I did we, we can figure this out later. <laughs> um... <laughs> But I think Vegas, Carolina. I think Vegas wins in six. I don't think Carolina stands a chance against Vegas. Against Vegas. Um, I think Flurry wins the Consmite. So I think Flurry. Yeah. Not if, if, if not, if not Flurry, it'll be Marks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But Flurry, the way Flurry's played just this series alone, if they make it to the final, it'll be because of it'll be because of Flurry most likely, and Flurry's played the, is playing the best hockey of his career right now. He is. I think Flurry, yeah. Consmite, Vegas are your 2021 Stanley Cup champions redeeming himself for 2018 okay we'll see how well this ages yeah <laughs> turns out the minnesota wild are stanley cup champions <laughs> <laughs> and we look like total fools um that's always possible i mean we already look like fools but 
Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. See whose prediction comes closer to reality. Um, whatever happens, I think Vegas does go to the final. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty safe to assume. But uh, most people think Colorado. But I call, think Vegas. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. It's either Colorado or Vegas going in from the from that side of the bracket. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how that all works out. I was going to say from the West, but I'm not sure how the divisions are working in the playoffs. It, there are no West and East. The, that's one fun fact. The conference trophies are not being handed out this year because conferences oh. are mixed. We actually, right now, we have um, Flor- uh, Carolina and Nashville playing, who are a team from the Western and Eastern right. Conference. And okay. we have a possibility, depending on how the Canadian divisions turn out, for the same to happen. Okay. So imagine if it had worked out somehow by some crazy... Um, situation if the flames and oilers had met in the cup final yeah that would be crazy that would which be we fun. if you this told, was the year it could have happened no no, <laughs> no it couldn't have no it couldn't no, have no, but if you had told anyone life. back a few years ago that that would have been even remotely possible <laughs> imagine that the team of suck versus the team of average yes the flames are eternally average that's my we are eternally average <laughs> painfully so we're not bad enough to get a good draft pick and not good enough to do anything in the playoffs when we make them we got a good draft pick this year unless the lottery screws you over but oh which is very possible anyway we digress and we've gone over time but that's a-okay um if there's anyone still listening we thank you for listening in this far um this is our obviously our very first podcast and i'm sure as you could tell it was kind of rough here and there there's some bits of you know not knowing what was going on but we thank you for sticking through it and um we will improve as we continue to do shows so thank you for listening and uh we'll catch you next time on the uh the dump and chase podcast i'm not dump and he's not chase so um yeah catch y'all later when uh, we do the next show